Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. We continue the Go series. Getting these props to illustrate a point that Jesus, I think, wants to remind us today of how we can bear lasting fruit. I know that we all want to make our lives count. Like, who's going to say, well, you know what? On my deathbed, I want to look back and say, my life was wasted. Nobody. But yet, we forget that there's only one source that we draw life from of bearing fruit that will last. I don't know what you'd name your generation, but I'm going to name my generation, um, specifically my childhood, the Hot Pocket generation. Hot Pocket because microwaves were mad in in the 80s. Crazy in. Fast food now. Five for five Arby's, anybody? You imagine being like, hey, we're going to have a gourmet meal. What are you going to have? Hot Pockets. Why? It's quick. It's now. But it also burns your mouth. There's no fruit that we can produce fast in the kingdom of God that will last. All fruit with Jesus takes time. I've uh, been captivated by those stories of people that said, hey, uh, we used to live here. We planted a tree 20 years ago. Look at it now. I'm like, wow, I never would have thought of that. Because everything was fast and instant. John 15 today is going to remind us that it's not a fast or instant, but it's like planting a tree and then watching it grow over a long period of time. But I pray that we're not looking at the growth of the tree, but more where the tree and the plant is planted in the soil. That's what's key. John 15, verse 5 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me, the ESV puts it this way, abides in me, remain to be home or simply receive and stay. I'm I'm here. I'm resting. I'm remaining in Jesus. This is Jesus talking, and I in him produces much fruit. And the church said, Amen. We want to produce fruit. I want to go to the church farmer's market and there's no fruit there. It'd be weird. Where's the market of Jesus? We show up, there's nothing here. We all want to bear that fruit. But he's reminding us we remain in him is how we produce much fruit. And this is where it gets super startling. And I pray sobers us up in a healthy way, not condemns us today, but really causes our spirit to come to attention and say, man, am I trying to produce fruit or am I remaining in Christ and letting him produce fruit? Because you can do nothing without me. Every time I read this passage, that's what stands out to me. Because I can do nothing without Jesus. I think one of the mistakes I make is assuming what I'm doing, I'm doing it in Jesus. 
a question for us to ask today is, hey, am I remaining in Jesus? Am I trusting in his strength? You might say, well, how am I supposed to know? Well, if we're already asking that question, there's a good chance you know the answer to that question, as do I. We're remaining in Christ means we don't forget. He's not like a devo in the morning, like, okay, God, like, oh, I'm here. I'm here, Lord. I put on the worship song. I did the health kit. I read the Bible. I'm in. That's not the type of relationship, the soil that Christ wants for us. He wants us to just be in him. That our being, it does not, uh, it is not ever exceeding what, it's always exceeding what we're doing. Our doing does not exceed our being. And our being just happens naturally because the soil here, right? Like, I got to have God's soil. I got to be in Jesus. And this I am the vine is Jesus is, he's making a big statement. Because throughout the Old Testament, Israel is referred to as the vine. And what it's meaning is this. God's people, who he's been working through for generations, they're not bearing fruit. And they won't. They can't. Because I'm the fulfillment of how you can bear fruit. Of what the Father is doing. The Father is the one who planted it. Look at verse 8. My Father is glorified by this. That you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Okay, Jesus, which one is it? If you're linear, meaning if you like ones and zeros and you like to know where there's a beginning, there's an end, there's a checkbox for the day, number one, number two, number three, number four. Does anybody here like lists and just to know what to do? There you go. Admit it. Who here says, you know what? I don't want structure. I just want to go organic for the day. There you go. I don't know. I'm kind of torn between the two. We, we use a phrase in our staff as this, systematic yet organic. That means we need a system, y'all, structure, when to plant, how to plant, how to grow. But we need to be organic so we're not just bombarded by rules and legalism. So which one is it? If, we're, if God is glorified when we produce much fruit and we prove to be his disciples, if we start to read that like this, all right, I got to be a disciple because Jesus saved me, and now I got to prove it to somebody, so I got to produce fruit. It means I definitely got to serve in church. I got to give. I got to serve. I got to read my Bible. We miss the whole starting line. The soil is just to remain with Christ so that we could grow, that Jesus is the vine, and then the vine will produce fruit naturally naturally, naturally. The system of the vine organically will produce fruit. So is it plans? Yes. Is it be interrupted? Yes. Which one is it? It's the Holy Spirit leading both of us all the time, all of us, in his way and design. Going back to look at how the chapter starts to unpack this chapter a little bit further. Look at verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Jesus is setting up. My Father's been doing this for a very long time through Israel. And here Jesus comes as the fulfillment, and he is moving the power and the kingdom of heaven forward. Every branch in me does, that does not bear fruit, he removes. This is why this one's here. Because if this was at the farmer's market, you're not buying it. 
But it gets really deep, y'all. Here's why. We hold on to dead things. And we keep some of our dead branches. Don't touch that, God. Don't touch that one. Don't prune that sin in my life. Mm, I don't want to let that one go. Because I'm not as worse as them. Are you pruning their tree? <sighs> Yo, when I sit with people, this is the hardest thing to get out of me and somebody else is, well, look at them. Even as parenting our kids. Well, what about them? What about them? What about them? I'm just like, I want to ninja kick them in the face because I'm not always gentle like the father. I'm like, dude, if I ever hear them come out of your mouth, that's the, only, that's the only chance that you might go through the wall. You could say literally anything else. You could literally say anything. But probably the best strategy is to not say anything and to let the Father prune. Every branch of me that does not produce fruit, he removes. I know this. We have a hammock, and there's a tree above us, and it has dead branches. And we had to get the dead branches out so we could sit in the hammock more. It says this, you are already clean. This is so cool. You're already clean. Why are you mad if the Father's going to prune? You're clean. You don't have to do anything to be clean. You've got to trust in the risen King, Jesus. And when you trust in Jesus, his work is final. That is tetelestai. It is finished. That's the grace of God that I am a son. I am a daughter. I'm clean. So when we read it that way, now we remember, because of the word I've spoken to you, remain in me, and I am in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. That's why sometimes our system of the day, we should just cross it out and say, not today. I've gotten too fast. I need the posture of Mary. Jesus wasn't mad at Martha for getting things prepared. He corrected her because she missed the point of how we even prepare. It's from the feet of the Father. Like, I'm just here. Wow, I'm just worshiping. And then out of that, naturally, we start to calibrate and get our to-do list. But we got to slow down. Jump into verse 9. It says, as the Father has loved me, this is how we remain in him. I have also loved you. You'll always see a connection. Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything that he's not already has or that he already is or that he's not willing to do for us first. So we got to get the equation this way. The soil is what it's all about. This is that good soil, the 30, the 60, 100 fold. If I said, hey, man, you got $1,000. Who wants 100 return on their investment? Everyone's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. The gospel, the good news of Jesus to remain in the soil, to let God do his best work. Therefore, we grow so that he's always pruning these dead branches to get off our life. But it hurts so good so many times. I, as I have loved you, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands, remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be, be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this. We're starting to get a glimpse of what Jesus' love is like. I pray right now that we get captivated by the love of Jesus. That we don't just hear the commands of Jesus. But the life of Jesus, as it's fully demonstrated, what it does is naturally I want to follow his commands. Like, yes, sir, I'm in, God. How high, how far? 
Instead of being like in Genesis, you know in Genesis it's like uh, when God tells them one rule and then they start believing the lie. Did God really say not to eat from this tree? No way. And when we aren't ruling things in their proper order, they start to rule us. And then shame enters in. And we get, you know, we like this. Parenting's taught me so much of the father. But when our kids make mistakes, the shame they feel, they can't even look in our eyes. And I'm like, yo, no, look, look, look at me. I love you regardless. I love you. I love you. That's what the father's always saying. I love you. And if you get a glimpse of my love and how you can remain in my love, you'll naturally want to start doing and bearing the right fruit. But when you go to a quick fix seminar or seven tips, uh, tips I'm going to give seven points in just a second. But if you get seven steps on how you can earn God's love or seven steps towards success or let's get a hundredfold on our return, we miss the whole point of what it is about. It's just about remaining in being in Jesus. Verse 15, I do not call you servants anymore. Look at 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Is it being or is it doing, Jesus? <laughs> because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends. He's inviting us in because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. Jesus is not stingy. Jesus is not stingy. He doesn't withhold at all. He's always giving. He's always pouring out. He's always loving. You did not choose me, but I chose you. This is where... The Calvinists say, amen. Predestination starts saying, yes. <laughs> uh, this is room for Calvinians. You could be uh, free will or election. I'm not sure. That's for maybe two people in the crowd. Someone's going to go home and study. What is he talking about? It's quite a big debate. This is why churches, you know, sometimes meet all over, the, uh, they'll meet all over cities, and it can divide over this one question. I don't know the mystery. God's outside time and space. One thing I do know, if I'm putting some puzzle pieces down to get the border of heaven, is I didn't choose God. <laughs> he chose me. Because otherwise, if I'm like, hey, I chose you, God, look at how great. Who's the hero of the story? I was able to figure out that Jesus is amazing. But yet, God's not forceful. It's his kindness that brings people to repentance. And that yet, I respond to this love that now I say yes. It's like I'm given an option to decide, you know? But it's his grace working through me. Oh, this gets tough. This is, this for generations, people have been talking about this question. So let's always keep it open. But one thing we know for sure, we did not choose God. He chose us. It's really neat because it's not built on your power system, your checklist, your soil, your ability to uphold the plant. It's built on God's. I appointed you to, this is, this is the point, to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you. It's as if all of this, hey, when you're spending time with me and you're naturally with me and you're remembering how much I loved you, this is what I want to command you to do. Love one another. This is so difficult. To love one another. I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud, but who's the hardest person in your life to love? Why did I just have five names? <laughs> if you haven't got hurt yet, then you might not be as close as God wants to take you. And why would we get close 
Why would we want to love one another? Isn't that what Jesus did, just as I have loved you? So as we are captivated with that truth, just as I have loved you, we remember, we all want to have a life that remains. And, and, and if you're note taken, this would be the title today. Jesus is the source of a fruitful life. It's just Jesus. He's the source of a fruitful life. Fruitful marriage, fruitful business. That's why City Life is a good news church. Because the good news is enough for everything. Your business idea? What is it? How to raise kids? How to forgive a family member? Stuff gets tough, doesn't it? How to beat an addiction? Is Christ sober-minded? How to not walk in shame? Does Christ walk in shame? And it's all found as we rest in Jesus. This is why if we're coming, okay, can I just can I be real to, to, to people that are following Jesus? If you're here today and you're not following Jesus yet or you're watching online and you're not following Jesus yet, man, God's love has drawn you in. There's no doubt about it. I think that Jesus is so beautiful. He's the only way. That might sound super discouraging because there's only one way, um, but guess what? Praise God that there is a way. I don't know about you, but, but, but I can never be good enough. And I thank God that he came down and he paid the payment I deserve. Lived the life I couldn't. He died the death I should have. Who killed Jesus? Me. Who should have been dead? Me. I'm guilty. In the presence of a holy, perfect God. Then that love demonstrated that he resurrected to prove that he is the Messiah. So much so that the greatest evidence this planet has ever seen is in his followers. His followers were willing to give their life peacefully. What? They were a political threat. They were a threat to all the powers that be. Why? Because they said there's somebody greater than what you see. There's somebody greater than everything this planet will ever have. No matter your gender, no matter your race, no matter how much money you got, that the kingdom comes to people that the Gentiles are in now too. They're a part of this vine. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. But for those that know Jesus for a long time, here's our, th- our to-do list. You know what our to-do list today and you know what our to-do list, to-do list tomorrow? And even if we don't get to all the things we want to do, is anybody behind on some cleaning at their house? <laughs> I don't know if you're a perfectionist, but I walked backstage into one of our uh, rooms and I was like, oh, I, gotta take out the- I want to take out the trash. I wanted to wipe these things. I found a couple bugs. And I mean, Harry Hill's born, I don't know, if made in the 60s or whatever. We're going to find things that need to be done around here, right? That's why I love the beauty of it. It's just like we're in a community center. Let's go. <laughs> well, let's have class and bloom where we're planted. Why? Because as Jesus has been loving us, we naturally then will want to produce fruit in every area of our life. But our to-do list every day, number one, number one, number one, is Jesus is the source of a fruitful life. So let's not look back at our lives and not be the hot pocket and, not, and, and let's be the ones that, that find ourselves rooted through any storm. So number one would be uh, Jesus is the work of the Father. Jesus is the fulfillment that he's divine now. The Father's the gardener. He's the one who's created the soil, planted the seed, and then out of it comes and grows Jesus. And that Jesus lets us be a part of his life. And he's the one working through us that as we bear fruit, 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 fruit. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Number two, if you, anyone watch Mandalorian, Star Wars, 
They go, this is the way, abiding or remaining. This is the way. Is there classes? Yeah. Church folk, I just got to lean in on us for a minute. Just, we love hot pocket stuff. Oh, you don't think? Oh, did you hear that sermon? Oh, you got to hear. Did you hear what's going on in their city? Oh, did you hear that one class? Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. But do you know what you have? Do you know who you are? Do you know how awesome the vine is? That's why I'll be like, look, look. I, when somebody starts hyping somebody else, there's probably, probably a little bit ego and competitiveness, but I'm also like, yo, I know who I am. I know who we are. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. We're here today, right here, right now, in the vine. Jesus, in abiding in him, this is the way. This is the way. All right, okay, I'm in. I want to be in with God, I'm in. Well, look, it gets really tough. As the chapter continues in verse 18, if the world hates you, understand it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of it, the world hates you. We officiated a, a wedding yesterday. And every time I'm doing a wedding, I don't want to just bore people reading the scriptures. Just Scriptures are never boring. But if you go through formality, start to think, all right, I'm going to a wedding, I'm going to a funeral, or I'm going to church. They're just going to read the scriptures, and I got to get in and get out. And I'm in the church service. And, and so I always try to think of captivating ways that we can talk about the good news. And I had a few people over 65 come up to me with tears in their eyes. You know what they came up to me and they said? They said, we have not heard the name of Jesus at a wedding in quite some time. Thank you. And I thought, okay, wait. I know I'm not sweet because I'm not even sure if I did it amazing. I was thinking probably a little bit more strategic of how I could weave in scriptures and I could, you know. But I thought that was very grieving because it communicates a trend we see. Friends, we will never be accepted by the world. And that is the truth of being with Jesus. Eventually, at some point, the world will, they'll smell you out. <laughs> Are you a Jesus follower? I am. That's okay. We don't wear this as some type of badge, but we start to recognize, though, the world will hate you at some point. Why do we think that we're not going to be hated? This will happen. And this is tough. I don't know about you, but I like to be liked. Does anyone, like, you want to be hated? No way. No way. Remember the word as I've spoken to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name. Because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them... They would not be guilty of sin. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else has done, they would not be guilty of sin. Now they have seen and hated both me and my father. 
being a Buckeye fan in Michigan, I know what this is like. They hate me based upon the shirt I wear. <laughs> Used to be a dude that I'd come up, he would shake. He was like, you're, you're a Buckeye fan? And I'm like, I get it, man. I get it. Like, sanctifying me is now, you know what? I genuinely can say this. I cheer for Michigan. Besides one game a year. <laughs> because that, ultimately, who cares? But I use that illustration to communicate a jersey we wear naturally represents something, right? And the one we're with, naturally, it's not that they could be mad at you. They, don't, don't get offended by it. Don't take the offense. It's against the Father, and it's against Jesus. Verse 25, but this happened so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. That's why you can't even figure out hate. Hate makes no sense. We don't feed hate. We're not going to feed it. So that brings us to our next uh, point today. Storms will come, but they will not destroy us. Storms will come. We're like palm trees. We always talked about that and get rooted. Uh, a palm tree can withstand so Like this thing out in the middle of winter, it's done, right? Like, oh, I got this plant. I'm going to plant it in the middle of winter. This is what we do sometimes when we don't get rooted with God's people and God's word and be in community, right? And we plant this thing in winter and we're like, grow. Why isn't it gr- growing? Well, I tried Jesus. I already tried that. I'm out. No, 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 no. We bought a lie. God's not just into wealth and and health. He's into uh, who we're becoming, our integrity, our character, when no one's looking. I know I've referenced parenting many times, but but even trying to teach our kids, when no one is looking, that the Father's always looking. Don't do it for me. The Father's always looking. The Father's always looking. And that can kind of of be overwhelming, but it's actually really good because you remember the Father's never shaming you. He's never condemning you. He's always loving you to become what he wants in you. And he just wants you. And then naturally, you'll start to become more like the Father. Things will change. Your heart will change. Number four, persecution is not something we seek out or something that validates our fruit. I think this is where Jesus followers sometimes are tact is we like to wear, oh, I'm being persecuted put a sign at the corner of what we're against. That the message of heaven is what we're for first. It's for God so for, God so, what, he, what did God so what? God so what? Yeah. That's why in the truck you see love to belong, have purpose. Yeah, it's true. Sin separates somebody from God forever, but if they don't feel love, so persecution isn't something we wear. It's like, yep, yep, it's not something I'm seeking out. Like, oh, yep, it validates me. <laughs> and number five, if the Olympics are right around the corner. Team USA is getting dunked on. And a, and a thing we, we said, um, uh, uh, Tori and I were talking this week, and I felt like it was prophetic because here at City Life we call our members the dream team. And the dream team is to illustrate that, that, that we believe God's greatest dream is his team, his family. And that when we're on mission together, we're better than the Olympians back in the 90s with Jordan and Bird and Barkley. We're better than them. We're God's dream, his family on mission. So we're his team. And when we serve together, we represent that. We're the dream team. But may we never think we're sweet enough in our own strength because we will get dunked on. And that's what's happening right now in America. It's like, oh, no, other countries started getting better. And then I I read an article that said, well, we're not a team yet. 
And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, there's a, I think there's a lot of credit to the nations that are getting better in hoops and it's becoming more popular. But I do think there's a seed of little bit of we just show up and we think we're supposed to win. We think things are always supposed to go our way. We think there's always supposed to be fruit on our tree. No, 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 no. The Lord, he's got to prune some things. He's got to get some dead branches off us today. So in the spirit of the Olympics, let the pruning begin. Let the pruning begin. Like, take my life, God. If there's anything in it, take it. That's not of you. Take it for real, God. Take it. Any lack or gap or, uh, where I don't feel like I'm, 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 I'm secure, Jesus is the source because we never outgrow our needing to be pruned by God. We never outgrow it. That's why for years we did, um, we would do Christian concerts and uh, we'd share the gospel and people would, looking back and we'd still, I still, I would still do this. I don't, I'm not, I'm not against it, but just to kind of think through, uh, I, let me explain the process. So kids coming, they're hearing the gospel in their language, so to speak. They like hip hop. And then here's someone who's going to share God's message and, and the reality of that. So to give them an opportunity to come home to God, because God's calling all of his people home. And then they, 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 they start to consider the reality of heaven, hell, life, death, good, evil, Jesus, Satan, and say, you know what, I want Jesus. Someone would come first, and then others would respond. And out of that, we would have these people respond, and we'd try to do an open-eye altar call, if you will, because we didn't want people uh, to, to just be... be be like deceived, but at the same time, closed eyes altar calls are amazing too because it's you and God, it's a personal. And then there's a whole debate of should you even do altar calls and then you have to do altar calls all the time. Well, the Bible sometimes gave an invitation and other times the message was just said and then they went and other people said, what must I do to be saved? But one thing we started to realize is we started, as the kids came up front and, and people, we started looking and we started to try to tell them, look, this is a message to lose your life. This does not mean everything's going to be easy. This means it's going to be really hard. But that's hard to communicate when you're so excited, right? And I don't think it's either or. Is it systematic or organic? I don't think it's either or. It is emotions and power. I remember when an altar call radically transformed me. It was amazing. I was bawling like a baby. But then at some point, the emotions start to fade, and there's got to be some logical commitments to know. And one of the logical commitments to know is that we do not keep our life, we lose it, and we're going to keep needing that message over and over and over. We're going to need to be pruned a lot. A lot. You can't outgrow some of the temptations, right? You can start to get strength over it, so you'll, out, you'll, you'll outgrow the same weaknesses, but you are a, a person that is daily bread needing God. Daily bread. And that's okay. What it starts to then communicate is, I can be pruned. Y'all still with me? Okay, number six. So now let's start to, let's, let's, let's move a corner. Jesus is the source. Persecution is going to be hard. Pruning is always going to happen. And, and, and we might be in a pruning season today. But ultimately, remaining fruit, which would be the big question. How do I have fruit that remains? Well, it comes from God's love, his soil. There's just so much love in here. Just always love. 
So much love in here. His soil is so much love. You just look at his soil. You see all the greatness of the Father. Hallowed be your name, if you're thinking that right now. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Merciful, provider, healer. Mercy. Hallowed be your name. Love. Agape. Demonstration. God's love on full display. And then you start to see, okay, <laughs> his love is manifested with Jesus. And you just look at Jesus. You look at him. And then you realize he's looking at you. He's the vine. The father, the gardener, he's the vine. Just, you look at him and, oh, yes, Jesus, you're so amazing. Before we even get to our to-do list. And then our to-do list, naturally, is to be with him. And how do we be with him? His word. Oh, open up the Bible. So I don't have a big enough table, but I like, I like sometimes I like to just bring a physical Bible. Who's got a physical Bible on him? You got one? Who's got one? Yeah, you got one? Uh, or hey, will you go up there and get the Bible and hand it to me? Because I know, I know his words on here, right? But so is Instagram. So is TikTok. I've met a few couples the past few days. Uh, they, they got introduced on Tinder. So is Tinder. So is Uber. So is Uber Eats. So is Amazon Prime, right? It's like, nah, that's not the one thing that's going to matter. It's God's word. That's alive here to transform me. And sometimes to remember that Jesus is our source, we got to just kind of get all of the other distractions out of the way. And right now, I'm praying at the Holy Spirit in these next 10 minutes we have here right now, there won't be one thing that distracts you from what God wants to do. And then you're here, you know his people, and you know lastly, it's his work. The work of the Father is to seek and to save that which is lost, its people. It's always the one. He cares about people so deeply. And that's why he says to love one another. Love one another in the body of Christ. To love one another out there in the city. To love one another out there in the 517, the state, the nation, and the world. To love the one. That's the work of the Father, to love one another through us. But it always comes from the source of the Father loving me. And right now, I don't want you to hear the pressure to go. I want you to hear the strength of how it's even possible. As he finds you, he loves you. And his word says that because number seven, being with Jesus is intimate and organic. Sorry, checks, uh, checklist crew. You can't program, you can't systematize, and you can never program our time with Jesus. He cares about the spirit of a child in you too much. He's not a paycheck. He's not a rule. Though there is rules and there's commands, he's God. And God's worth everything. And it's not heavy and it's not forced. If you got a card when you walked in, Here's what I want us to do as we close. Um, the Connect card on the back here has prayer requests. And today, will you, will you write down some dead branches and just get them out of your life? 
just, they start to lose their power, whatever they are. Anger. Hurt. Lust. Shame. And then when the giving team comes by, you can just put that in. And you can put it with the prayer request, you know. And I believe supernaturally something's going to happen here today. As we write those things, the Father's just going to prune them out of our life. And then naturally, we're going to start to bear the fruit more of what he wants. Because I know we all want to look back at our life and live a life that counted. Not a hot pocket, (laughs) but to be like a tree that we could say, wow, look at what the Lord did. As we started this journey 20 days or 20 years ago, God's grace and his patience and his love is here for us today. His strength, his power. We're going to worship, and we put this month worship uh, giving at the end of the service. We've done it different ways. And it, it doesn't matter when, <laughs> right? But we want to connect some dots that It's our whole lives worship God. When I'm singing, when I'm working, outside of church, in church, I'm I'm the body of Christ. It's not a building. I'm in, I'm the church everywhere I go. When I write a check, when I give online, I'm worshiping. And we just start to just communicate those rhythms. What is it? Yes. There's a few ways you can give. And you probably already know them. Online, text, and the church center app and you can write a check but i pray way past whatever investment we're going to do to keep this mission going forward this is the work the father wants to do today and maybe you don't you're you're too insecure about handing one of these just write it in your phone a note folder what are the dead branches today as we let stuff fall off of us jesus we thank you god that your power is here right now your power is calling us calling us by name it's not heavy it's not hard i don't got to figure out everything i need to do i just got to say i remain in you i'm home i'm here i'm not leaving i'm staying i'm with jesus i'm with jesus i'm with jesus that the name of jesus is all we need and from that we'll get ideas and wisdom and inventions and creative ability and strength to go about our day But as a people today, we choose the source of life. We choose Jesus Christ. The power and the strength to go. The power and the strength to even bear fruit. The vine that we're connected to, all of us, different lives. Saying yes today to God's great work in and through us as we remain in Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.